And welcome to another edition of Scott Wheeler's Airplay, episode number three, which you can, uh, of course, see on Facebook if you're watching on Facebook Live now, or on the Peoria Life web portal, or on YouTube, or we also are on Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system, that is Peoria TV. I'm Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL, and on AirPlay, we go behind the microphone, or in today's case, behind the camera, <laughs> to uh, talk with folks that you listen to and watch on uh, Peoria Radio and TV, uh, either now or over the years. And my guest today is a guy that, without exception, you talk to his colleagues, you talk to his viewers, and the words you hear are warm, authentic, real, just like he is in person. And we're talking about Bob Larson, legendary news anchor from WMBD-TV. Bob, welcome. Hey, it's good to see you again. It you and is. I were old uh, partners here <laughs> several years ago. Absolutely. And if, if we had three hours, we could talk three you hours. You should have seen the show before For, the show. Absolutely. You know? I mean, because we had to chat a little bit here. So every time I'm up on Route 80, okay. driving to Chicago, I drive by this town called Morris, Illinois, and there's that big water tower that That's says, right. and without exception, <laughs> I think of you every single time. It began for you in Morris. This it whole did. I thought maybe you think thing. of water and you think of me. <laughs> but no, that's my hometown, uh -huh. and I spent the first 19 years there. Really? Yes. That was where I was born and raised, went to school. Did you start when you were three? <laughs> I, I started on radio at uh, 16. So, you know, in a small town radio yeah. station, mm -hmm. as uh, Ted uh, Knight once said, it all started on a 5,000. <laughs> no, it wasn't a 5,000. It was an FM station. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where I got my break. And to be honest with you, my wife says, because she has only known me since 1976. Well, by that time, I was here and on the air and mm -hmm. stuff. I, and people don't believe it, but I was very introverted until... I got onto radio, mm -hmm. and that just sort of was like the other side of me, like Jekyll and Hyde, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, but I think most people would say that if you just saw me on the street, I am not. Hey, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much the guy next door. Yeah. So what got you to Peoria then, from Morris? Well, interesting. Uh, there was a guy, and every and I did not know the man because I had never set foot in Peoria, even though I was from Morris. I was one of the few, I think, that had never been here, and. When I was a senior at college at TCU down in Fort Worth, I was home on a break. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I should write to all of these news directors. I did that while I was in school. And when I'm home on break, I'll see if I can go up to Chicago, not because they would hire me out of college, but see what they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, get a feel of what, mm -hmm. okay. So I go up there. The only news director that would see me is Chuck Harrison. And for your older audience out here, they will know who Chuck Harrison was. He was a legend in the late 50s and early 60s. He mm -hmm. was on both MBD and EEK. Okay. And he went on to bigger and better things. In 1970-71, he was the news director at WGN-TV. And he was nice enough to see this college kid who he didn't know mm -hmm. and came in and he said, you know what, young man, I started... Uh, or spent time in Peoria, it's a good training ground. Right. I think you should go down there, try to get a job down there, and then, you know, see what, what develops. And as I kidded you, I never got rid of my training wheels because <laughs> I'm still here. But I thank him because he's the one that I was looking for direction, and he was the one that gave it mm. to me. So, uh, and as I said, when I got down here, I found out, yeah, everybody knew Chuck Harrison at that time. 
So, um, but you know, 1971, a long time ago. So you started doing radio? I started doing radio. However, as you know, even when you started mm -hmm. at the station back in the early 80s, we were still a combination of AM, FM, and TV. Right. So in a sense, when you worked in the newsroom, you worked for all three. Mm -hmm. And so I was providing news to television, but back then it was so simplistic that basically all you ever saw was the anchor person, one anchor, mm -hmm. and they read the news. You covered it, but they read it. Right. So I, you know, I, I covered a lot of things, courthouse and a lot of other stuff, but basically I was a voice on radio mm -hmm. until I started doing weather at 23 years old, part-time, mm -hmm. uh, when somebody left in 1973. And so that's how I got my television career started, was actually in radio, or it was actually in 1973 because somebody left. And I always had an interest in weather. Right. So that's how I actually got started and spent 17 years on weather on television and yet was still doing radio mm -hmm. when, when you and I Yeah, were. in 1981, of course, now uh, WMBD-TV and AM and FM have moved from downtown, yes. ironically where, they, where two of them are now, uh, to 3131 North University. University. That's when I first met you, and I knew you as primarily a radio guy on WMBD-TV or on radio who would then on the weekends go over and do weather. Yes, I was wearing multiple hats, that's for sure, plus doing parades right. and doing Santa, parade. Santa parades and all kinds of stuff. But I must tell you, because you, weren't, you didn't have the luxury of being downtown at 212 Southwest Jefferson, which for folks that are younger won't remember because everything is different, but it was in the old Jefferson building. We had a marquee out front. Right. And the reason we had to move in 1977 was because they were going to build the Civic Center and they needed some of the space across the street. So we moved out of there very quickly to a what was formerly a grocery store. store. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was still a, a, a raw meat sitting in the back. <laughs> no, there really wasn't. But anyway, um, but that's how we got out there. But I've had some interesting experiences at both places. Yeah, and that's it. the thing about having Bob on Airplay today is the story. So I'm going to take you back to the Jefferson okay. building okay. first oh, for yeah, this legendary story of you on the uh, air doing a radio newscast. A radio newscast. When and yes. the door opened. I'll yes. leave it to you to fill in okay, the Okay, I have to sort of set the stage. The newsroom at uh, 212 Southwest Jefferson was in the back of the building and was right next to the alley. Now, it was a fairly big newsroom, but in the corner of the newsroom, one corner was a little, almost like a broom closet where we had the radio news equipment. Mm -hmm. And uh, the actual radio studios were up on the second floor. So we had an intercom to talk back and forth. Some of you that are long in tooth will remember a guy named Bob Carlton, a legendary oh, radio voice. Love Bob. Bob was unflappable. <laughs> Nothing bothered Bob at all. He just went on very professional and everything. It's Saturday morning, 6.10 in the morning, never forget. Now understand, I had my hair fashionably longer as my daughter once said, you look like a hippie. Well, that's, you know, that was the way you we were. All did. But it was radio, it was Saturday, and I didn't have to be dressed up, so I was in street clothes. So I looked like just some kid off the street. I'm in my early 20s, okay? So anyway, I'm sitting there. Now the door to this little news booth is behind me, okay? It's behind me. So you can't see the door open. You only hear a whoosh. <laughs> And it was 6.10, I had just 
thankfully gone to a commercial and I hear the whoosh and I'm thinking, nobody's supposed to be here, okay? I turn around and there is a policeman with his gun and a snarling canine dog <laughs> that were looking at me. I don't remember the policeman's name who was young himself, but I said, I sure remember that dang dog with the teeth. You know. and, the, the only, and I remember what was said. The, the policeman said to me, get out of there. Because, now, to set the stage, why was he there and why did he want me out of there? This I didn't know at the time, but I found out later. He was making rounds at about 6 o'clock in the morning and noticed the back door was ajar. Ah. So the assumption was there was a burglary in progress at WMBDA and <laughs> FM and TV. <laughs> of course, I didn't know that. I couldn't have heard that on the scanner because it was out in the newsroom and I'm doing the news. So he assumes maybe, and he has to be, you know, I don't, you know, he did what he had to do. Um, but he had to assume that there was some punk kid that was sitting, taking over, the taking over except I often wondered, he must have wondered how dumb I must have been sitting in there talking to myself because there were no cell phones. But anyway, he heard me in there, so he opens the door and says, get out of there. Now, this is live radio. There was only a few seconds left on the commercial, so I had to think quick, which sometimes wasn't easy. And I thought, I was always taught the show must go on. Absolutely. The news must, must go, go on. Must go on. Don't, you know, it's like the mail must go through, okay? So here's my response to him, right? Not like, hello, good morning, I'm not doing any. He says, get out of there, and I go, I'm on the air, and I shut the door. <laughs> Real smart, right? Priority. <laughs> Priority. <laughs> so, and I shook. And I don't remember the last five minutes of the show, honestly. But after it was done, I did cautiously open the door, and nobody's there. <laughs> and then I thought maybe it was a Rod Serling Twilight Zone moment. Did I just, you know, it's early. Did I just see something that I did? So I go call up to Bob Carlton, who was just wonderful. And I said, Bob, what are all the cops doing in the building? Another direct quote. You never forget some things. And there was this long pause, and Bob says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I found out the story later, but it scared the bejesus out of me, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, and I was told later by a more uh, seasoned policeman that had been on the force a long time, he said, it's very good that this was a younger policeman uh, that, you know, uh, did what he was supposed to do, but also it wasn't uh, a seasoned policeman who would have not taken that for an answer and would have had rights to haul me out of there, which would have been on radio, live. But anyway, so uh, that was an uh, interesting thing. So in, I think it was about 1990, right, when uh, all of a sudden, you, so you're comfortably doing the radio thing, you're doing weather, weather on the weekends, yep. and uh, Gene yep. Robinson. Gene Robinson, uh, who just, was our general manager right. for years and decades, and he comes up to me, and you know, I always saw myself as staying in weather mm -hmm. at some point, maybe being the main weather guy. Uh -huh. Well, anyway, uh, he comes to me and says, you know what, we just had an anchor leave, and... I forget who actually suggested to him that maybe they should look at me because I've been in the market a long time and I had done news on radio mm -hmm. and thankfully even I got a few awards and stuff for the radio work. And so, um, boy, I, he says, think about that. And I had a long weekend to think because, you know, it's like different career yeah. paths all of a sudden. 
And now I'm glad I did. Yeah. Although I kid people and say there were times when I wish I was doing weather again <laughs> and, and times when I was glad I was doing news. But I did have, you know, that was the advantage, which we don't see anymore mm -hmm. in most markets, of a combination AM, FM, and TV all under one roof right. and owned by the same company because you got to metal in both or all right. three, you know, all three stations. And so I had, you know, I had the opportunity because of being in the same building to actually do that. Today, wow. it's mostly you work at radio or you work for television and you don't do both. Right. I was uh, working for KZ93 and my favorite part of the day was when you'd come down, I think it was about 2.50 in the afternoon, you'd do headlines with me. Let me tell you too, <laughs> I thought about this last night when I was thinking of interesting things that had happened. And I'll see if you remember this. Um, I was in the newsroom one day, and I can't recall. It must have been uh, maybe in the early 90s. And um, all of a sudden, uh, somebody said, there's a bunch of kids out front. Come to find out, KZ93 was the rock of Peoria at that time on FM. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you guys had all the teens and all that kind of stuff. You had... The uh, Nelson twins. Right. The, Remember the sons that? of Ricky Nelson and a band. <laughs> our front door at 3131 was in one place, but there was a back door that nobody knew about from the newsroom. And all of a sudden, these two kids went running through the newsroom, and it was like, wow. And I knew who they were, of course, even though I was older, but I knew who they were. And then I found out that they were avoiding. Right. So, you know, I mean, we had some interesting things that happened out there, that's for sure. Oh, the story. Oh, the story. And one other time when I was out there, and, and this affords you seeing celebrities from time to time. I can remember going back, this was many decades ago, and I went back to our little uh, lunchroom, and I looked. Now, you have to remember, I'm turning 70 this year, so I, I'm kind of a product of the 50s, 60s, and that kind of thing. And I look, and Dale Evans, now again, for younger... <laughs> They're not going to know who that is. but there Was, was a Trigger with him? No, not Trigger. But she was in town to give a talk to a Christian women's group. Uh -huh. And she was going to be on our air uh -huh. on some show. But I didn't know. And just as nice a lady. And here I, I was the typical fan. I grew up watching you and Roy Rogers you know, on television because they had their own show in the 1950s. Yeah. And uh, the dentist for uh, Bob Newhart, uh, Peter Bonareras, right. or whatever his name. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, you know, you had uh, the opportunity to, to you know, touch base with some of those kind of folks. So just a lot of things, a lot of great memories, though. Once you got on TV, we've heard a great radio story. Can, okay. you, can you think of a funny thing that happened while you were uh, on the set of the of Thirty One? Well, I did say. <laughs> You know, at times, these I, I think of two instances where, when I was still doing weather, mm -hmm. okay, and this is live again, folks, and at one time, uh, Diane, the late Diane Barber and I worked for about 20 years together on right. the noon news, right. okay, and we used to do what we call a round robin, and we would do headlines, but there was only two of us. She'd do a news headline, I'd do a weather headline. And the weather had started to change, and we were going to have our first taste of light snow. So my line, and you have to remember, I had done radio in the morning. So by noon, I'm a little tired, and sometimes, you know, a little foggy, I think, sometimes. But anyway, so I get up there. She does her headline, and I said, and I was trying to be cute, which was the first problem. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> <laughs> that four-letter word, and I was thinking of snow, I said that four-letter word, crap, I mean creeps, 
into the forecast and I and Diane looks you know like what are you saying Bob, so, it could have been worse oh it could me. have been worse yes and one time I almost landed Charlie Tate on the floor I was doing the weather and we had always sent a photographer out and it was getting cooler and we would send a photographer out somewhere to get weather of the day mm -hmm. and then I would talk a little bit about it, and we'd put the stats up, you know, the temperatures and stuff. And I said this on the air one time, and again, strictly, you know, the brain, the mouth moved before the brain functioned exactly. And I saw a squirrel uh, picking up some walnuts or something, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> can you, yeah, do you know where I I'm can, going with this? I can see where we're going. Yeah. And so I, you know, said without thinking, I said, look there, that squirrel is grabbing and running up the tree. And Charlie Tate looked at me like, what did he just say? I didn't swear or anything, but the words came out a little wrong. So occasionally those happen. However, I have one more radio story, okay. and this is true. Um, uh, one day at 8.15, this is when John Williams and Danny Oreo were doing radio. I was right. doing radio news for them in the morning. And anyway, uh, I get a call, and I pick up newsroom, and it is uh, a guy on the other end says, is this Bob? And I said, yes. And he said, this is George Bush. Oh well, now Danny liked to, uh, I mean, John used to like to pull a lot of tricks. Yeah. Okay, I know we're getting short on time. That's okay. But it really was the vice president who was running for president and became president. He was in Chicago, and he made a bunch of calls downstate, but nobody told me he was going to call. So, you just so I almost, again, put foot in mouth by saying, oh, come on, you know. And thankfully, and so I always tell the story, it was the one and only time that George Bush called me and by my first name. Now, he wouldn't have, Yeah. So, I mean, there are some memorable moments like that. And, you know, tons more. Oh, yes. So, I keep hearing you're retired. But every time I turn on the TV, there you are again. I know. I'm, most... I'm, I'm like the bad penny. I, you know, I mean, he won't go away. I won't go away. Nor do we want you to. Well, and as of May 23rd, I will have been at the station 48 consecutive years because... They never took me off the payroll. <laughs> I did something in That's 19, the key to life. In 2015. So, you know, I'm still there chugging along, but on my terms and just part-time, but having a good time. Tom McIntyre and I, Tuesday nights at 5, and I have active living at 6 o'clock on Thursdays. Now, I think most people would be somewhat, well, absolutely, somewhat okay. surprised that here with Mac, you were competitors for exactly. all those years. Right. And then suddenly you're working together. Is that strange? It seems strange to me because, uh, you know, I, I thought, oh, my heavens. Uh, Kevin Harlan, who is now currently the uh, vice president general manager, came to me and said, if I can get Tom McIntyre to come over here and do something with you, would you do it? And I said, you're never going to get him to leave. <laughs> He's been at 25 forever. Yeah. He, he calls me and says, he says he'd, he'd talk about it. So we went to lunch. And it's been great working with him. He is just, I think because neither one of us now, we're basically mostly retired. Mm -hmm. And it's just great. We do stories we want to do. There's no competition. 
we're working together. And it's just great. I mean, he is just a great guy to work with. It really is, and we have a great time. So I'm hoping we'll continue doing it. And we're starting the next batch of them right now. In fact, I have to go to work tomorrow. I to <laughs> oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. But we do these out in the field, so they're not stuff we do in the studio. Mm -hmm. You know, we go out to wherever. You saw us in Metamora. Yeah. And we do have a story coming from there. But we go out and around, and we do stories that we hope people enjoy. And as I kidded you, I said... We have more sand at the bottom of our hourglass than on top. <laughs> and between the two of us, we have almost 100 years in this market. That's incredible. Okay. 48? Unheard of. Unheard of. I think he has 51, I have 48. Mm. And so uh, that's close to 100. And um, so we just do stories that we think people will be interested in, historic and, and that kind of thing. So they're fun stories, not controversial, not political, nothing mm. like that. And, you know, so we, we have a great time doing it. And, uh, you know, it's been great. You get in some time for the grandkids, though, don't you? Oh, I do. <laughs> I have two grandkids, one 11 and one that just turned, one that will be 11, one that turns seven. And believe me, being, as you well know, being yeah. a grandpa is great. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and they keep me on my toes. And thankfully, they live around here. Mm -hmm. So they see grandpa a lot. Mm -hmm. And But what's funny is, they are not, I don't know about your grandkids, but mine are not really that impressed that I'm on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're in the media, they don't listen. care. They don't, <laughs> yeah, what, you know. All, all the, you know, the youngest one when he was seven, because we had purchased something for them for Easter, uh, when I sent the cards to him, the first thing he did, he opened it and said, geez, there's no money in here. You know, but anyway, but I love them both and they're great, but yeah, they're, Totally unimpressed, as was my daughter. You know, uh, so uh, keeps you, know, you humble. It keeps you humble, and uh, but anyway, it it was great. I I really enjoy now being a grandpa because mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time doing that kind of thing. And when I usually hear from you uh, on Facebook or text, you have uh, just completed a run, and you were listening to me on WIRL. Exactly. So you're still running. I'm still running, and you're still, still on radio. I'm not running. <laughs> but you're back in rock and roll, baby. And so I love this guy because he's on what is not, well, it was WIRL. And, and, uh, and it's and, again, and just and as I an FM side. FM side, which is what I listen to. Uh -huh. I have my little ear pods, and I... I'm out there jogging along, and I'm listening to this guy in the afternoon because I, even though I spent five years working early in the morning, I ain't a morning guy. I always tell my wife, Amen. I was born at night, not last night, but I was born at night, and I'm more of a night person. So I, you know, that's when I'm doing my thing is in the afternoon. So I got you on and on 102.7. You got it. Yeah. Bob, we could talk forever. We could. And we'll have you back. Oh, and sometime you might bring uh, McIntyre and I in together I if you that. think... I would love well, that. If you think that... You Since know, I know now I don't have to put up a wall between you. <laughs> no, but I think between the two of us, we'd have some more great stories Absolutely. to tell you. Absolutely. You make so, the call, we'll make it happen. Okay, very good. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having Thank you. me. Thank you. We've been talking with Bob Larson of WMBD TV and radio and everything in between <laughs> today on Scott Wheeler's Airplay. Remember, you can uh, watch this in the future if you want to go back and see it or tell friends on uh, Facebook or YouTube or Peoria TV. That's channel seven, uh, 17 on the i3 broadband system. I'm Scott Wheeler. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. PeoriaLife.com.